Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download. Friday night. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the after show on Narrative Live. The gang's all here. Everyone's back together. I haven't seen this group of people in the same screen for a few weeks. So, hello. Firstly, Eric Garland, welcome back with dancing. And hello. Nice to see you. you. Uh, LB's here and Greg's here. Greg Oliar and uh, Lincoln's Bible, I'm, if you're following on I'm Twitter. I'm staring at the. Are we on? Because I can't. It's broadcast is not available on my phone. Oh, okay. Well, that was. I just want to make sure that we're, we're okay. As I happy turned, as I am. To I turned us on. I, I turned us oh, on. It's going in and out. They're saying it's on. They're saying it's on. I'm okay, it's on. Okay, good. Thank and we're you. also watching the comments tonight, which is great. Um, so if somebody dies, you guys can be on call. Great. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully no one will die during our show this week. Um, the show is, uh, it's got a theme. It's all about that. I've got that tucking feeling. The Titanic is there because uh, you know Greg's fantastic piece today in uh, Prevail was about um, this meme that's been going around, which I don't have here to show you. But the meme basically said, you know, it starts like this and it ends like that, but it refers to the Titanic movie. I didn't do a very good job describing it there, but um, I love that piece, Greg. That was really, uh, it was really good. Thank you. Yeah, it was a fun one. It was a fun one. How it started, how it's going. That's, That's right. Thank you. Which, by the way, my, my 15-year-old son had not heard of, so I felt like either it's only on Twitter or I don't, or it's just so not cool that the kids don't know about it. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably that. It's not, it's not, it's not for the Snapchat generation, <laughs> probably. Um, probably just the old. We're just old. <laughs> we, yeah. are, we are. We are. We are yeah. generation Xers, by the way, I think. Can we let, let's just show the breakdancing Gen X dad for this entire show. Can we just, can we just do that? <laughs> you going to be breakdancing for us? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, we got a bunch of tucks to go through today in today's show. That's, um, and uh, the, we'll, we'll show, we will get to Borat and we will get to uh, the scene with Rudy. That'll be in tucking Rudy, but it's later in the show. So stick around for that because it's worth, it's worth it. Even if it's 90 seconds of uh, what appears to be gold. But we begin this week with um, tucking debt. Uh, yeah. The president yeah. is in debt to many, many countries, it turns out. According to Forbes magazine, by the way, it's not even four point, uh, it's four, not 400 and something million dollars. It's a billion dollars. They just uh, oh. added it all up together. And it turns out that Trump is actually in debt but to a billion dollars to various institutions. They named six of them around the world. Uh, but that's, uh, that's a lot of money to be owing foreign debtors. Um, <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's not a good look. It would Barack show up Obama on your that. SF-86. No, it would show up. I think the, the greatest thing that we were all waiting for, like I've been waiting for four years for Obama to come out and say what we've all saying. Can you imagine if Barack Obama, how they would react if he said, let's grab him by the pussy or he's all these things that we have tolerated from this monstrosity. And finally, we got to hear this week Barack Obama do it. He did it. He's like, can you imagine right. what would happen with them if I had a secret Chinese bank account? Like what they would be saying about me? Can you even imagine that? And um, so I, I think that was like, yes, now, Barry, yes, you're the right guy. Keep doing it. Keep saying it. That's... It, I, I, the people who are the victim, true, real victims of that hypocrisy, are the ones that need to come out and just call them on it instead of all of us. Because we're all victims, aren't we? Because we're all like taxpayers. Yeah. And, you know, as it turns out, he's been stealing money from the tax man by paying whatever yeah. it is that he's been paying right. and lying on his tax uh, returns. So uh, we're all kind of victims. So we're all, uh, we all have some reason to be calling That's him out. That's right. How much money do you think they've actually gotten away with as they've been pillaging our, our treasury? I'm always, and the, the day I'm looking oh, forward I, to or not looking forward to is, is when Mnuchin finally is revealed as having squirreled away all our gold or whatever it is that he might be doing in the treasury because that man is no good. Well, he was at Fort Knox. Right, remember you went to see it? He went, he went, he was, I wasn't there to look at the eclipse. <laughs> look, it's an eclipse. I'm going to be in here. Oh, pretty good yeah. distraction. 
Yeah, it is a pretty good distraction. Yeah. The president also has this $5.4 million that he gets in for releasing. Um, not only does he get the $15 million that he withdrew two years ago uh, from the Chinese bank account, the secret Chinese bank account that he has, he also has this $5.4 million that he takes in by leasing the Chinese bank a floor of his uh, tower. So that's that right. was that was just released today, which I thought that's was... Been, it, oh, it, yeah, that's, it, that's been known, but it's like all of a sudden... There's this great awakening of, oh, maybe he's a, oh, maybe foreign powers own this guy. Oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Has anyone Thanks said that before? Us, uh, uh, ah. <laughs> I mean, it, I, it's this, it, it is part of this chasm, right? This great divide of, of knowledge and how shit works. Just the basics of how shit works. This is how money laundering works, everybody. This is what it means when the intelligence officials are saying, our our guys are going and women are saying, he's compromised <laughs> by foreign nations because he takes their money. He owes them money. He, you know, it's the, they're using him to launder money. Even he can say, I don't have any deals in Russia. But it's like, do you launder money for oligarchs? That's a very different question. Let's see what happens with that question. No one can fit it together in their fucking brains after five years to ask him that straight question. You're just going to let him weaponize and say, I don't have any deals in Russia. Well, yeah, you know why? Because they don't fucking need you over there to build a fucking tower over there. That's not, they don't need you to launder their money in fucking Russia. They need you in other places, right? Because they're trying to get the money out of there, right? They don't need, they, why would they give you a cut? to build something, to be the front face, the front man for them laundering their own money in their own land. So true. And I mean, they give you are... money for it? Why would they fucking do that? They need you in, in, in Panama. Go put your shit down there. Go up into Vancouver. Put your shit there. That's where they need him. That's where they yeah. need his name. Right? They don't need it in Moscow. Russia flew here and bought his house. Russia flew here and did the deal. Did, oh. uh, bought, yeah. Russia bought his house. Rebovlev, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can never spell his goddamn name, right. but uh, the yeah. world's shittiest house guest. Uh, you know, fly. You know, I don't have any deals in Russia. Oh, because you know he, he goes to Monaco, he buys half of Monaco and fucks that place up, and he flies to Florida. Fuck, I mean, he ruins your democracy. He's the shittiest house guest ever. He goes to Monaco, he buys half of Monaco and fucks that place up, and he flies to Florida. Fuck, I mean, he ruins your democracy. He's the shittiest house guest ever. Uh, he, but he, you know, <laughs> paid $90 million for Donald Trump's $45 million house that he never lived in or touched. And, and Trump's on the record some, somewhere saying, yeah, I thought it was Vladimir Putin who, who was really buying it from me. So, and then he says, well, I don't have any deals in Russia. You will, did Russia come here and uh, give you $45 million for nothing? That's kind of a deal. I would, I would take that. If anyone would like to, to make a not deal with me and just hand me $45 million, I'm... Hey, don't raise your arm up too high. They might just do it because, you know, they need new people. Um, the, uh, <laughs> Eric, Eric Trump said uh, that he got they were getting the majority of their money from Russia yeah. in, a, in an interview from way Russia. back when. So I said it. I'll what take his word for it. it. Yeah. I listened to it. I listened to it. The money's flowing in from Russia, right? Yeah, it something mean like that. that it's, yeah, yeah it, 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 he's parsed it sort of carefully. Anyway, sorry. He's I'll... turned it into this phrase that everyone just goes, oh, oh, oh. so again, the chasm, right, of knowledge for, you know, and the fact that, um, that journalists can't get this and can't, you know, that they're still being led around by yeah. the semantics, right? They're still like, huh. Oh, the semantics got a hold of me. Right? I got to I gotta say what he says, the way he says it, and then check that. And I don't know. I'm lost now. Let's talk about 220,000 dead people. No, we're not supposed to talk about that. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about, you know, Rudy Giuliani playing with his balls. I, I mean, it's just, it's just out of control, everybody. It is out of control. <laughs> it's really? out of control. But money laundering is not that complex. It's not that hard to understand. It's not that hard, difficult to see. And if you take money from, if, if, Foreign powers are lending you money, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to the tune that it adds up to a billion very, very quickly. You're not worth a billion. You owe a billion. And you owe a billion 
to these countries and these individuals who have a stake in how we run our foreign policy so that they can get off with their crime and in their thieving and their and their and all the shit that they want to do and continue to rape us blind. And this guy's standing there going, I don't know. You know, he's not. He's not know. broke. You know, in fairness, we should say he's not broke. Right. He is worth about two point something billion dollars, and he I might have a billion dollars of debt. No, well, no, but that, he's no. not. Now, that that is what these Forbes are saying. No, no. I had. I had a very good authority. He had about. He had a couple hundred million dollars when he was running for president, um, but that had nothing to do with what he owed. Uh, so if you if you put that against what you oh, what he owed he was he this these bills are coming due this Deutsche Bank well in and of itself is coming due mm-hmm. you know that's what eight hundred million there's a lot that's coming due in the next year or two yeah for, you know coming due so whatever amount he had liquid it doesn't matter this shit's coming due now however long he's been in this in the presidency we don't know what's been happening people want to focus on, okay, has he been robbing from us? Has he been taking from the treasury? You know, what has Steve Mnuchin been open? But I think it's like, you know, this guy, they just found a bank account in China. We know that he has thousands and thousands of offshore accounts. He does. We know this, right? We don't know whether he's been continuing to take money from foreign powers or individuals, right, while being president. Eric, you found some, you know, you were reporting on some of that. His report, reporting was coming out that he was still, he was on the payroll. Of Egypt. You, know, you mentioned Egypt. this was in your was podcast, which everyone has to check out. Yeah. Tell, tell yeah, everyone about your podcast quickly, it. Eric, because um, it's available now and it's must uh, listening, must listen. It's a must listen podcast. Thank you. Uh, Game Theory Today uh, podcast. It's on all the different uh, your Apple and your Spotify and all that. But uh, one of the bigger episodes that just dropped was, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't write it. It just, just happens to be true. It's just crazy uh, that he took ten million apparently from uh, Al Sisi, the, the the dictator, the military dictator of Egypt, in September 2016, hmm. while Steve Mnuchin was sitting there uh, and everyone was involved in this and Jeff Sessions knew about it and Mike Flynn knew about it and Cece came to Washington and Mike in Flynn September. and Jeff Sessions sat down with the guy in September of 2016. They needed the money to, you know, to, to funnel into the into the coffers to, to yeah, he that's was what broke. It sounds the like. campaign was broke. Didn't he say it was his campaign money? Because I remember broke. he injected $10 million into the into his campaign towards the end of it. And he said, and you know, where That's did he get ten million dollars? It came, and it came from the mil- It came from the military fucking dictatorship of Egypt. Egypt. Yes, it's a lot of piastres, dirty piastres. Wow, wow, you're not allowed to and, do that. That's against when, the law. If you remember, when they go the first trip, where was the first trip? It was to Saudi, to Saudi Arabia, Arabia yeah. the large, the largest arms deal in history, like three hundred and eighty billion, where we're going to send them cybersecurity stuff and anti-aircraft stuff, and they're sitting there fondling the globe. They've got remember the big stupid glowing globe, and it's or the, the, the king, King yeah. Salman, yeah, who's completely King Salman of Saudi Arabia, and it and it was Al Sisi of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And Don, and Donald Trump and they're all fondling the globe with America sticking out and they're fondling America. I mean, it's just and Melania was guys, in there going. Yeah, Melania was in there because you needed a I Russian representative. It? What am I? Here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sort of the alliance, right? I mean, it's all yeah. you're missing is Netanyahu and and uh, MBZ, and you would have had a whole the whole house there. Um, it is it is interesting that that money came from from Egypt. I mean, I can't believe the audaciousness of that. That is insane that they. You would take a ten million dollar check from LCC for just at, during the campaign in the last six weeks of the campaign. It's it's insane. There is this uh, two hundred million dollar loan, um, which you know he owes the Bank of China two hundred million dollars. Bank of China says they've sold off this loan, and I guess we'll take their word for it. Um, but I'd rather they not. They would never lie. Take their word for it. Yes, they would never lie. <laughs> so I'm going to say we're not sure where this whether he does owe this two hundred million dollars. But you know, there's a two hundred million dollar. Uh, that's a lot of money. I mean, it's a lot of money for anyone, but it's a really a lot of money for him as well. I mean, even if you're a billionaire, $200 million is a lot to pay back. Um, and he's, this is in conjunction with his good friend, uh, what's his name, Steve? Uh, 
Ross, Stephen Ross, is that his name? Who does Vernado in uh, in New York, the big construction company. So, Owner of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I think so. Right. I think so. And he's good. For, and also, you know, so not surprisingly to me, at least, a, a business partner of Jared Kushner because yes. they all roll together. They all roll together. So $200 million to the Chinese plus 5 million we just discovered and, and maybe more. Um, mm-hmm. and, the, and the secret bank account, that's another 15 million. That's... Uh, $220 million that he might owe to his friend Xi. No wonder um, his daughter is so fond of the Chinese and the Chinese trademarks. And his granddaughter sings uh, songs Maybe to in Cantonese to Xi. I thought he was that. a racist who, he was super tough on China. Was oh, that yeah. not true? No one's been tougher on China. Nobody. Also yeah. Russia. Also, and Russia, no yeah. one's less of a racist. <laughs> yeah. That moment Although was it's really dark in here, I can't see <laughs> the, the woman sitting right in front of me. I can't tell. Is anyone Maybe. black here? <laughs> oh my God, what a moment. What a moment that was. What? Here's a whole list of his creditors, by the way. I don't like just tons of money that he owes. I mean, it's, I think the problem with this thing is that he owes so much money that people can't even imagine what it's like. I mean, you know, once you get past a certain figure, most of us are like glaze over because you can't imagine what it must be like to own a million dollars or $2 million. So I, you know, I, for most people, this stuff just gets like murky. It just looks like a bunch of zeros on a, on a, on a sheet. And, uh, and for him, it's a lot of money still that he owes. It's a, by the way, each one of these lines is, I can't read the details there, but it's a phenomenal amount of money when you add it all up together, a billion dollars in all. And it's it's really, if you're, to, oh, go ahead, Greg, Sorry. I was going to say, if you've been in debt in any substantial way, it's, re- and you're a person of character, it, it messes with your head. I mean, it makes you feel bad and guilty and all these kind of things. That's it's what it does. Yeah. And he's a fucking psychopath. So it doesn't have that effect on him. Manafort, it's the same way. Man, all this debt all over the place. Um, Roy Cohn was that way too. You know, yes, I'm not going to pay this. I'm not going to pay that. Just doesn't care. Doesn't care about they the debt. Just, just, they don't but care. They don't believe been able that to it. Play a card, right? They've been able to play a card always to get out of it. There was. Yeah. He did have debt at one point in time, and Ivanka tells her made-up story about that. How he walked across past some guy. Said the homeless man said he has more money than I do because I'm in such debt. She tells this story, but then it turns out. I don't know, somebody else told that story from some other family. It's just like a story they're all telling. But there was a point, Wayne Barrett in the day, Greg, he reported on um, when these debts were so crushing in, pressing in on Donald, he did have a, it was a single source, so he didn't put it in Village Voice, but he talked about it, um, that, you know, Donald OD'd and he's like from stress and went to the hospital. He had this late night hospital run. and it was right at that time where all those bankruptcies were crashing in on him. I think he's gotten past that because he doesn't seem to give a shit. I mean, I, I just, the, the, Ooh, whatever, whatever, whatever tendril that was having that, connecting that part of his brain to the rest of it, the, the cocaine or Adderall or, or the, 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 the drugs from the COVID that he was on have completely <laughs> torn it. And it's floating like out this. there like a I goddamn know. Mars probe that the <laughs> GOP is sending to the moon, I guess. We're going to have a place on the moon now. Oh, that's I interesting. Mean, really talking about there are. That. There are people who b- believe that the more debt you die with, the better off you are. That you know you should go to you should go to your death owing a lot of money. Yeah, and those, people, of those are people are sociopaths. They're, they're, I don't know. I know people are like, they're, they're sociopaths. Sorry, yeah. they just but, are. Well, there's, but, there's a difference of owing a lot of money and making sure you're not living in such a way towards the end where you think, okay, I can somehow take this with me. So yeah. you know, there's giving and then there's owing. And there's also and, criming, which is a whole other and thing. And there's criming, yeah. right. There's criming. And there's criming to give. So criming yeah. with your giving, right, <laughs> which, which Trump has mastered I, as well. I, I think there's a fracture here in how, uh, how average people understand these money structures, that, w- that we look at debt as consumers when we are from a certain area of society known as like people who have to work like which is most everybody right and you don't realize these these structures of owing money that is how they make money Mm -hmm. they you know 
when you get into like private equity stuff, Bain Capital, uh, Apollo Management, Eris Management, those guys, they come in and the first thing they do is jam whatever company that they've grabbed a hold of with their pirate ships. They jam them full of debt. And even though they can get money for 0.1%, they set their own uh, interest rates uh, for the money that they they get them they, this company indebted to at like 14%, 11%, even though... That's not how much the company's worth or whatever. They that flow of money being owed, now they owe it back to themselves. And then when they sell it back off to the the yeah. dumb money when they go public, they will get paid based on that debt. And then that debt can be securitized through other products and derivatives are it still out there, like right? The savings and loan scam. Mm. <laughs> sounds like you're can I I want to jump out. in. On that topic, I started reading Jennifer Taub has a book out now called Dirty Money, um, which is about white collar crime. And I, I've been I haven't had as much time to read as I would like, but I'm about three chapters in. It's its a magnificent book. And what it what it is, it's basically tells you the whole story about the history of white collar crime, why that phrase is even a thing and kind of goes through what it is, what the problems are. But it's not. It's not inside baseball. It's it's almost like a great introduction to it, and I I really right. recommend it for anybody that, you know, people start talking. About, as soon as you say the words private equity, my eyelids go back into my head and I'm gone. <laughs> it's like I'm back in Sorry. school and it. No, 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 not you, anybody. I should know what it is, but I'm just you know I I, I can't I can't my no, brain doesn't work sure. that way. Yeah, they've made sure that this stuff that all sounds, they, you know, add all these little names and jargon for all this. Tranche, you know. They're fucking thieves. They're just yeah, exactly. pirates exactly. hanging on bags. And, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, if you get that book. The book is really crime good. Instead of white collar crime, all of a sudden it clicks for people. What's going on? White collar crime makes it. You know, like it doesn't hurt anybody. I think about white collar crime. Sounds like there are no victims, and yet there are victims. We're all victims of the stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. it's like it's endlessly it's sucking money out of our our world, and it also limits people who are not committing crimes' ability to make money because there's only so much to go around. You know, right. it, it's the only way you can become successful is to be as dirty as Donald Trump. There's no incentive for the rest of us to be good. You know, at the end of the day, one of the, and that's one of the interesting things in the book that I've read so far, and again, this is the Dirty Money book by Jennifer Taub, who you've, we all probably follow on Twitter, is that crime is not something that's born out of necessarily poverty as much as it's been said to be, but crime is something that's learned. It's a learned behavior. Mm -hmm. And these corporate renegades, these swashbuckling fuckheads, the fucketeers, <laughs> LB, <laughs> they learn this. They go into these lines of work. They see how it's done. And they run around like, you know, Bobby Axelrod or whoever. And whatever the law is, they they tow it or they go over it and they brag about it. And the laws are so arcane. And like, you know, the, the drug cartels bringing drugs into the country, they have so much money that if stuff gets seized, they don't even care. They just write it off as a, as a cost of doing business. Mm -hmm. These people, they just, these little laws, they're not going to go to prison. They're going to pay a fine, maybe. That's it. And they're going to hire lawyers and they're going to, um, you know, rely on the lawyers. This is a great line in the book. I, I, it's not her idea, but somebody she mentions that um, it, it, regular street crime, you know, the, the drug deals on the corner and stuff like that. The people that mastermind those crimes are basically professional criminals that do the crimes. But the people that mastermind the white collar crimes are lawyers. Mm -hmm. That's it. Just think about that for a minute. Which is interesting because then all the laws that lawyers follow often, you know, politicians pass those laws. And mm -hmm. so the laws that they create often allow for those loopholes, which allow for crime, you know, and, yeah. you know, I don't know if you guys follow the, mm -hmm. that guy from Jersey who's been um, revealing. Oh, Stuart, yeah. Yeah, Stuart has been revealing all these secrets about, about Jersey, which is the uh, British colony, I guess. What would you call it? A protectorate? Not New Jersey. Silence. Actual New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. the island of the, the yeah. Channel Island of Jersey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jersey yes. and, and it's, it's it, offshore really is what it sounds like, everybody. It means 
it's an island or something off yeah. for sure, right? Um, and so it, that that's just been, oh boy. The thing which opened my eye about that is when I was talking to him, he was explaining to me that the queen and the royal family actually have complete control over the Isle of Jersey. Thank Even though it belongs you. to Britain, it doesn't have to follow the rules and regulations of the British Parliament. Yeah. So if the queen wants it to run a certain way or wants certain it's things to happen. It's a crown colony. It's a crown colony, yes. So the crown, you know, whether it's the queen herself or that's the, uh, you know, this, the institution of the crown, they get to do a lot of things on that island that would normally not be allowed. So, you know, that's Deutsche right. Bank has a big uh, uh, branch out of, of that particular island for that particular reason. And there are a lot of organized criminals there for that reason, uh, because you can get away with stuff over there and the crown just doesn't care or looks the other way because they obviously profit from it along the way too. And so we follow a lot of our laws here are, you know, based in, in, in you know, British laws. Uh, you know, our system ultimately came from the UK. So, um, you know, it's not that far off that some of, you know, we've adopted an institution that allows for this kind of activity to, to take place. Yeah. This is a very interesting year for the crown colonies, though, because, you know, it's TikTok. They have to reveal, I believe, by the end of calendar 2020, they have to reveal, or is it the end of October of this year? It's in a period of days. The crown colonies have to reveal the beneficial owners of all of those Account. Offshore holdings. Those accounts. So that's they froze you. Interesting. With you there. It's actually um, the, the British Virgin Islands did the other day say that they were starting the process. They were going to finally reveal uh, who owns all these offshore holdings. Um, they, were, they didn't reveal them. They said they were going to, and this is the process they were going to follow. But you know, the British Virgin Isles has a lot of interesting accounts and. Uh, Lots of people invest their money. <laughs> They're all owned by it's Ken Gold. It's going to be a <laughs> shit show. It's, Wait, it really what is. What did you say, Greg? What did Greg say? They're all owned by what? They're all owned by Ken Bone. Ken. That's, the, that's the punchline. <laughs> who's Ken Bone? Oh, who's Ken Bone? <laughs> he was the undecided voter from four years ago with his red sweater on that everyone was so oh, gaga about. Oh, Until okay. they did like 10 minutes of research about him. Okay. Yeah. He's basically a nobody who became, you know, thrust into a position where people were paying attention to him, which is actually probably who will wind up owning these companies. Like, probably. Like, what, me? I'm a, I'm a housekeeper. I, don't well, I was doing a little research uh, on Robert Maxwell the other day. <laughs> and, and Robert Maxwell did that to one, to one of his key executives. He gave him like, I'll, this, I'll reveal this is in an in a investigation we'll do it an, at another time, but uh, one of his key executives went from being completely broke to being completely rich in a matter of a few months and basically just handed over his companies to to this guy nobody knows who he is two months later he turns out to be like the the chancellor of the exchequer in the in the government so you know who knows how that happens but it does happen um if you're wealthy and you've got offshore holdings um you uh were going to talk to us eric about this an advance on a story that came out of portland because a few weeks ago um we were on the air and uh with uh oh i forget the, how could i forget his name because it's such a good one bad, bad company Carl. bad company with, with an eye at the end. And we were speaking about yes. Portland and uh, about that shooting that happened in Portland. And, uh, you know, we all arrived at the conclusion that it was a Russian operation. It turns out it was a bit of a Russian operation, not even a bit. It seems like it was a Russian paid for operation. Um, and you've got an update on, on a couple mm. of stories related to another incident, this time in Minneapolis. The Minneapolis, uh, so if you go all the way back to May of this year, um, which feels like a decade ago, but remember when they started the whole, uh, all these, you know, justice for George, George Floyd mm-hmm. there and the, there's all these protests and boy, now we're worried about Antifa and we got a uh, tear gas people in the uh, Lafayette Park and all that, you know, bar team six idiocy. Well, that started in Minneapolis and well, it wasn't Antifa. There was a third indictment that came down, uh, on one of the Boogaloo boys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, alt-right <laughs> terrorist squad, that they're the ones who who kicked open, one of the guys they nailed uh, is from Texas, who kicked open the door to the police department and shot his AK-47, I believe, uh, replica in. And uh, so he's he's been charged, and they've, some of the the conversations between him and his co-conspirators are, are really shocking, where they've got this over, no doubt, over on, in, you know, these uh, encrypted apps. Uh, they're saying, hey, you know, I, I did this to the, the police department. Well, I got you one better. 
and the guy had killed a, an agent with the federal protective service. Um, so the, and the goal of these, these guys were to start a civil war in the United States. Um, and what is really so important about the story in addition is that we now know because the whistleblower that came forward to house Intel and said, here's what's going on at intelligence and analysis. That's the, the, one of the 17 agencies you've never heard of from the department of Homeland security that their ex head who was chased out, he was told by Robert O'Brien and other people connected to Trump, um, directly basically do not report on right wing. Hmm. Oh, of course, you're frozen at that inappropriate time. Um, oh, my God. This is inappropriate. This is them. This, this is, is them. them. They've this got part. Eric. They've got the feet on. Eric, are you there? Uh, you froze up. Oh, are right. you back there? You froze up, Eric. How would we do? So, you're back. Do not you're back. report. You're back. You're yeah, back. do not report is where we lost you. We yeah. lost your do not report. Brian was telling somebody do not report something. On QAnon and on right wing terror. I don't think he can hear us. He can't hear us. Uh, he can't hear us. Okay. Well. So, oh, we'll pick it up. So, yeah. he, you know, what Eric's getting to is that it. there's been a whole, uh, oh, he's, he's texting to us. Oh, I lost all sound. Yeah. So what he's talking about is that there's been this whole uh, internal drive inside the, the administration um, and for the Department of Justice or anyone reporting over to the administration about, and even our intelligence services about domestic terrorism um, and these domestic terror threats being from right-wing groups to not give that information to the president or to downplay it or to somehow just bury that information. Um, you know, don't let it out. It upsets the president. Everybody uses that excuse, but you know, now we're starting to see. I just don't believe that he doesn't know this is going on. He yeah. does know that it's going on. I think that the, you know the scary part is that they do know, in fact, what's going on. That they're probably they just, funding what's yeah, going on. And that they are, this is their backup plan. You know, this is what they're going to try and do if they lose the election. And so I... I and that's, you know, do you guys read about Bill Barr has this finally resurfaced after disappearing for a couple of weeks and was visiting all these... Uh, local t um, police stations around the country and has quietly uh, extended indefinitely this 45-day uh, operation they had, which was designed to combat urban gangs, which put federal officials, federal police people in these cities, in, in places like Kansas City and Indianapolis. And he's extended this program indefinitely. So all these federal agents, which should not be in these little cities, are in urban areas, mind you, are now all in positioned in there. Um, and this is not being done by any major announcement or anything like that. In fact, what we've only got it is I saw it in the Indianapolis Star, where it was just like a tiny um, paragraph in the biggest story about Bill Barr visiting town. And what worries me tremendously about that is, is obviously that, you know, they're coordinating some sort of effort um, in the event of a Trump loss. And who knows what that could be? Um, it's incredibly troubling and it's not getting much coverage, even though I've tweeted it a couple of times. I hope people do pick up on it because I don't trust Bill Barr as far as I can, you know, as far as anything. It's just you cannot trust You that can't man. throw him very far. Yeah, I you could have just say that. I, I, I was, <laughs> I was maybe, say it's maybe, a, maybe when we send the, the, the lunar shuttle to the moon, there yeah. you will be able to throw Bill Barr quite a long distance. But here on Earth, you can't do it. Uh, it's not going to happen. Space. Eric's back, I hope. Can you hear us now? Hello, Hello. Eric. Oh, you're yeah, back. Hello, people. Hello. Cliffhanger. At least they oh returned Oh, my God. Eric you. has been replaced by a Russian replica. <laughs> oh, no. What are we going to do? Well, Let's cover people. I'm sorry. You're telling us about Mr. O'Brien telling somebody else. Um, oh. We kind of went on. We kind of yeah, went on with it, Eric. It's okay. Yeah. You got to just, just go with it. We Run with it. Um, no, well, you know, punchline there was, uh, yeah, this is the exact stuff that, that they were instructing their intelligence analysts, do not cover this, cover this instead, which is mm. a gro one of the most grotesque violations mm. possible. And they were, they were told cover for Russia's attack on our election, cover for them, 
do not report on them mm-hmm. to to Congress. Do not tell. I mean, and, and, and DHS has a very important role with uh, protecting our, mm-hmm. you know, elections. So this is do not tell governors, do not tell mayors of cities, do not and and don't tell them about right wing terror mm-hmm. when you know they are planning to kill the governor of of Michigan when they are the ones shooting up. They're the ones threatening the police. And it turns out these guys are not just like, it's not like they're in on, it doesn't seem for to to read some of the, 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 um, about both the, uh, the the plot against Gretchen Wimmer and the, the Boogaloo boys, they really do have it out against, uh, the police as well as everybody. They want total chaos. Um, and you know, they're, Mm -hmm. They're killing, they're, they're murdering law enforcement officers, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, and, uh, and, and these guys were told the DHS, the, they telling the top people in their intelligence agency. Yeah. Don't report on that. Leave, uh, leave America susceptible to the people that want it to burn to the ground. That's how treasonous these people. Yeah. And they were forced as well to, to promote and, uh, and defend Rittenhouse, right? The guy from uh, Kenosha who, oh, who shot down, the 17-year-old who shot down two or was it three, I think, but it was two for sure, uh, protesters there. He, he was, they were ordering him, ordering the Department of Homeland, um, of Homeland Security to defend him publicly. I mean, why? Why? Why because, is he getting this treatment? Because what they've wanted here uh, they know that we cannot have an election where Joe Biden takes power and you have some just horribly fearsome, um, you know, new attorney general, like, I don't know, let's say Adam Schiff became AG or something mm-hmm. like that. Oh, I mean, can you imagine the, you know, with everything we know now and every, think of all the crimes we are talking about mm. that, you know, and this, we got to go to Glenn Kushner on this one. He's like Trump mm. crimes commission. We are going to be excavating this for years and years. We're going to be just, just like, so the stakes are high. They're, they're, they're committing felonies per second. I mean, these guys, and, and they know that if, if they ever get out of power now, because they had the, the mob kept the mob ran in the room mob ran into the, the white house monkeys with sledgehammers and they're like let's take apart law enforcement let's take apart the intelligence community we're gonna woo and well they, they 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 did a pretty good job but they didn't do the whole job they didn't you know they tried to they, they were throwing machinery out at the at the post offices i mean they, they're just like no literally smash everything you possibly can so nobody else gets in power and then we'll face federal charges for what we've done. And so these guys all know correctly. It's the only thing they're right about that. They're going to die in prison, man. If, if we have an election, so the ha, you know, have everybody sick to, you know, make it contagious to, to, to go to the polls, you know, stop people from being able to send mail or, you know, you can mail your thing in, but you need to have a notary public. I mean, they're doing everything they can to stop our democracy because they know Joe and Kamala getting there and we have a return to the rule of law. They're going to die in prison for what they've done. And it might, and you know, they'll be lucky to get federal pen. They, 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 the way this is going, they're heading for the Hague. Some of these. Yeah. I feel like it's more than a threat of, I feel like the motivation there's, there's other stuff happening in here with these folks some gop rep today tweeted out this wild fantasy that oh, his wife had a dream my wife had a dream and they're they're, they're <laughs> becoming snake snake charming evangelical like it, they're getting into that realm they're speaking of, in tongues yeah mm-hmm. speaking yeah. in tongues they're just a step away from they're like blah, blah, blah. she has the gift so, of premonition lp that's what she said <laughs> she has the gift of premonition yeah she didn't want to say I what she was really dreaming that, about which was sex with a different person for me. i don't doubt that there's a there's an insanity happening in that that personal bedroom i i don't wow. doubt it um it, it's something real diseased i mean this is like real disease like there's a lot of brainwashing going on you look at amy comey barrett and you think like oh my god she's a she's completely out there i mean she's not even living in the same realm as the rest of us um and so 
she's just one person of many that are part of this indoctrination process that seems to be going on. It's a little terrifying, which is why we all need um, a big victory this November 3rd and leads us to the tucking polls um, because they're not, you know, they're good. Things are predictably tightening as they get closer to election day, as you'd expect them to. Some people say last night's debate may may help Trump a little bit. Um, none of that is particularly good news, but not unexpected. Uh, when you look at the breakdowns for the battleground states, you know, Biden's uh, still up one and a half in Florida. That's that's impressive, although it is tightening a little bit. North Carolina, that looks like it's tightening as well a little bit, but it's not bad. It's pretty close. That's pretty good. Forty nine to forty seven, um, and the same thing for Pennsylvania, um, where they really are ahead by a lot. Pennsylvania is pretty good. That looks like it's in the back. Pennsylvania looks good. Yeah. yeah. Ohio, not so much. Uh, Minnesota looks pretty good. I don't know if that's going to hold, but that's pretty good. Um, Iowa, who knows? Georgia, Biden's still holding on to a lead there. Michigan, that's you know clearly going Biden's way. Texas, I don't believe this plus four because there was a poll yesterday that came out of uh, Quinnipiac, which said that there was a 47-47 tie there. Now, Texas would be huge, 38 electoral votes that would change the oh, picture. So we really need, we really need Texas would really change everything and give you the decided victory everyone wants on election night. But it is all tightening. I mean, that's sort of the headline here. When you look at the, um, when you look at the spread between Biden and, and Trump now compared to Trump and Clinton in 2016, they're about the same. So um, it's not great news. It's not maybe not what we all want to hear, but it also may not be reflective of what's really going on. But it you just mean means, 11 days before? Yeah. Before or after the fucking Comey letter, though? Uh, oh, good question. Because that I, would be important, because it was that, 11 days before right. that he wrote that fucking letter. I don't know. It was sort of been before yeah. that. I th oh, who knows? It could be right there. Yeah. I'll have to I don't think there's going to be a, they're, they're trying to get a Comey letter, but they're instead we get Rudy Giuliani unzipping his pants on a hotel bedroom, <laughs> uh, which, kind of, which kind of dulls the impact of the story of the laptop of Hunter Biden, the pedophile Hunter from hell. Romanian they're, they're... sex ring. <laughs> <laughs> the laptop from hell. They did, uh, they did score a bit of a hit today the with blind guy. Don't forget there's a blind man in this story, everybody. <sighs> it's... It, I mean, in the land of the blind, yeah. Don Crenshaw is king. That's that's true. <laughs> well, um, so, did you see where when when they kept they when they got deeper and deeper into that story and they said, well, he had child abuse media on there uh, on the on that laptop. It was like, wait a minute, and how long? And you didn't report it. Oh, I saw and, that. Wait a minute, yes. did, and did you send? And now, did you send that laptop across state lines? Do you have a copy? Did you did you image yeah. the hard drive? Because all of those are federal felonies. Yeah, they are. And they're like, they all are. of a sudden, they got real quiet. Like, I feel yeah. like we've seen this this, uh, this story before. I mean, this is basically the Wiener playbook, right, from twenty sixteen. Uh, very similar but, sort right. of playbook. Which was Chuck Johnson, right? Yeah, and, and Giuliani and the FBI guys in New York. Giuliani and we the FBI stuff. Um, yeah, but it's like it's it, it's like the psycho the version of psycho with Vince Vaughn this time. Though. Yes, you know, it's just not. <laughs> it may be shot for shot, but it's not going to fucking work. <laughs> we'll uh, be through it once. Uh, uh, okay. there, thank God you said that. <laughs> I would treasure that little moment personally. So you can keep going. You're going to say something, Eric. I didn't want to interrupt. But if not, I didn't want to interrupt the Vince Vaughn story. There, there's <laughs> speaking right, of other great moments in media and in film. Uh, I don't know if you saw it today. I did the research. I spent a couple of hours watching um, Borat's new movie. No spoilers. I'm watching it at nine. Can I show you, you the scene? You can show this little clip. But don't, I'm going to show you the one much. scene. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have to show you the one scene because this is the yeah, scene. You know, Rudy Giuliani encounters uh, a 15-year-old. She clearly she's not 15, but that's what she claimed. Uh, and the and the wife of uh, of, uh, of Sasha Baron daughter. Cohen, I think. I think it's his actual real wife, wife or girlfriend. Is his daughter? It's, but in the movie, it's his, it's his daughter. I know. I well, I don't know if he he didn't divorce his wife, did he? His, his <sighs> wife is a famous so, actress. Oh, so maybe it's his girlfriend. I don't know. No, Isla. No, um, Isla Fisher is his. Wife, I believe. Yeah. Um, but no, the in the in the in movie film, in subsequent movie film, yes, because he he put out the video to troll these guys. 
today. It's like they, they, they try and misconstrue innocent sexy time with my 15-year-old daughter, uh, you know, and... <laughs> the movie's very so. funny, actually. There's another moment in it with uh, he walks into a... And uh, the, I think it was a conservative no uh, meeting. No oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. I won't do that. And I watched the movie. Just came out. But now you can watch the scene. Uh, okay. Here we go. I'm so sorry. That's no, horrible. Okay. I'm so sorry for that. Really, apologize. Apology accepted. No problem. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you again for giving me this time. Shall we have a drink in the bedroom? What happened? There you go, my dear. Okay. You can give me your phone number and your address. Should we slip your jacket? Okay. Put down your crumb. She's 15. She's too old for you. She's my daughter. Please, take me instead. Take my anus. No, no, take my anus. Do not have her. I'm better than him. No, I better. My back pussy very tight. No, please, my front anus. Please, I will let you enjoy my heart in your mouth. No, I better. I was in prison many years, so I have techniques with my mouth. What's going on here? Look at this guy. I forbid this union. Rudy, Trump will be disappointed. You are leaving hotel without golden shower. Oh, wow. You're leaving hotel without golden shower. The golden shower. shower. Yeah, you got that, eh? Um, <laughs> well done. It was well oh. done. Sorry about the dirty words there. It's not normally our, our thing here, but um, there you go. It's a family yeah. show. It's a family show. Ish. Ish. Oh, my God. So, I mean, I don't know what he was doing in his pants there, but it, he was definitely t- whatever doing. He whatever he was doing, pants. he was tucking. He was tucking. No, but she was holding his was mi- her microphone, the microphone just beforehand. So there is something that she may have, you know, I don't know why you'd be needing to lie down and grab inside there, but he was um, at the time removing his, his microphone, I guess. So whatever what that's that? worth. This is, this guy got played by Borat. It, yeah. <laughs> we begin and we end there. Right. Yeah. And and he's out there saying no 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 I'm I'm I know how to deal with Russian intelligence they weren't playing me you got played by Borat in the sequel mm-hmm. <laughs> in the sequel <laughs> it's not like we don't know who Borat is he's already done this shtick yep. before and you still got fucking played by this guy. So sure that's number did. one. That's the most innocent explanation for what we just saw there. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen just did do an interview at LA Times, I think it was today, where <clears throat> they published it today, where he said, no, I actually was really worried for her because he could see that Giuliani was, he was going down in his pants and he was like, oh, okay, uh, I got to get in there. Yeah, you and really did seem to interrupt it. Like it was a real he, interruption. He interrupted it. That was a real interruption. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they know what they were looking at. They knew what they they knew what was going what was going down there. He's saying, "I give you my number. Here's my number." And he does this After the mics are off, yeah. And he's patting her, and he says, and he's being the paternal sort and of. Here's the tucking. Little girl, right? Yeah. And let me just—I'm on the bed. I got my hand down here. Let me go for it. So, yeah. Again, it, we can be innocent about it. And I'm not going to be innocent. Okay. No. Rudy got played. Rudy got played by. Borat. He did. And it's embarrassing. Borat. And yet you don't hear a thing about it. You know, this so-called, uh, you know, yeah. virtuous it, right, the conservative is- right. Uh-oh. Eric, 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 so disgusted Eric, Eric, Eric I was just going to say, Eric, Eric just said that he had to leave. Oh, okay. Bye, Eric. We didn't get to say a proper yeah. goodbye. All right. We didn't oh. get to say a proper goodbye. Oh, We're I can't here. That, guys. I'm sorry. We're I'm here. Uh, hi. Hello. Back three to boxes. us. There's three little bottles left on the wall. Um, <laughs> what else were we going to talk about today? I don't know if that was the media. The I media. Talk about the media, man. Yeah, you're going to rant about the oh, media. Do it, Greg. Rant away. Yeah, and I, I, I just, you know, Zev, you were you were kind enough to have me on us on you know, last yeah. night after the debate, and it was great. Just thinking about it now, 24 or almost 24 hours later, whatever it is, what's the microcosm of the whole four-year period is the debate. 
the the, the moderator and I who I thought was the best of the three. Yeah, she's yes. great. Uh, right. I took a hit at her last night, but yes, she. No, she was. I'm going to take a hit at her now, but I want to okay. say flat out, she was the best one that we've had yeah. in terms of trying to get them to end. But still, Trump went on TV broadcasted God knows how many homes and just fucking lied, lie, lie after lie after lie. And I get politicians say things, they stretch the truth, they exaggerate. But what he did is not that. What he did is just fucking lies. And it's been four goddamn years of this shit. You're a professional journalist and they act like he's just another candidate. He's not another candidate. He's a fucking criminal and he's a liar. And his lies have now cost 220,000 American lives and counting. So the thing to do when he starts lying is to fucking call him on it. Just say, no, that's not true. What you said about the laptop and Hunter Biden is not true. When Joe Biden says that's not true, Joe Biden is right. It's not fucking true. When he does the thing with the pre-existing conditions, no, it's not true. You have no plan. You said four years ago that you were going to release the plan in a little while. That was four fucking years ago. And I, I'm, no, I'm not a scientist and I'm not a politician, but the time to release the fancy new healthcare plan, if it wasn't right before the pandemic, it was during it. Why are we waiting? What's the fucking holdup? You know, they, they just they keep giving him the benefit of the doubt and it is not deserved. And he knows it and they know it and they keep taking advantage of it. And these people are too goddamn smart and it pisses me off. Do your fucking job, journalists, or stop. Is Wolf it the job? Is it their job? Is it the moderator's the job? Off, Wolf it yeah, just, it is. Yes, that's their job. It There's is. one person there. Their job is to say, I'm not talking about if somebody says, oh, no, it's 230,000 people. If they exaggerate this or that or they get some deep, that's one thing. But if you're saying something that's just completely fucking apeshit crazy, like his pre-existing conditions thing or the COVID thing, the, the, the lies that he told during the COVID response, you know, when he said, well, you know, there's the flu and Joe Biden didn't want us to do the China thing. You got to make that fucking clear, because what we saw last night was both sidesism at its worst. And anybody that watched that debate that hasn't been paying attention walked away, assuming that Trump was telling the truth because he sounds like he's telling the truth. And the fucking moderator didn't say that he was lying. That's it. Yeah. And Biden, did Joe Biden, Biden can't though. just I mean, say, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying, because Trump can say, well, you're going to say that. Da, da, da. The, the third, the goddamn fourth estate, that's their fucking job. It's their fucking right. goddamn job. And I agree with that. I agree with it. It's just that's dead. Right. Why even have it? Just have them by themselves in a fucking right. UFC pit. Why I, even have I, a journalist there? There's no fucking point. Uh, well, I, I can we separate that, the moderator and the journalist? Because you know the moderator is is there to moderate, and that's a different job than the journalist I, it's at, not. at all. It, it, because in this, this sense, though, in this particular sense, it's not. In, it, even in the Mike Pence debate, fine, mm. okay. But Mike Pence didn't lie as much as Trump did. He he stretched the truth. He did rhetorical things that were clever, but he didn't lie. He was he was a politician. Trump just lied. So and did Biden at one, at one time, but I will yeah, say, no. I will say this. One time, I, but here's yeah, the, call him out too. There's yeah, a as, as you know when you're sitting in one of those network control rooms in debates as I've done before, um, it's, there's a lot going on. You know, it's there's a lot of pressure just to get the the timing right, the shots right. The you are fact checking things along the way, but you're not. You know, there's only a limited amount of resources that, and especially her sitting in the front there. There's too much pressure for her to expect her to know every little fact and to be able to accurately push back on every little fact when they do those fact I'm checks talking, I'm there are teams the of I'm people talking about the big ones yeah the, the big, big ones, ones. Here, there were whoppers the of lies there were whoppers and it here's here's yeah. where zev here's where here's where the rubber meets the road she prepared those questions she knew what she was going to ask yeah. she knew and and there is no mystery to donald's propaganda there are entire websites you can go to, mm -hmm. not just watching his past interviews and knowing what his positions are in certain things, which is the moderator's job to prepare for, to know, I'm going to ask these questions. This is what I expect him to answer because we, we're, trying, we're trying to get information out for us. Mm -hmm. This is about doing a service for us. Now that can be and done afterwards. In that, 
it, it can't be done it, afterwards, afterwards with a liar like it's this. Too late it's too late. And they know it needs that. To be after four years, millions. they know that. After four four years, they know that. And, it, and whether it's about humiliating or not, it's about you. You cannot let this thing happen. The way propaganda works is, I'm just going to say it. If you're mm. Trump, I'm just going to say it, and I'm then le- I'm frozen, and mm. then leave it to all of the. Uh, uh, the aftermath to try to clean it up or parse it or do whatever, or maybe they will pick it up. Maybe they won't too late. We know this. We know he's a trained propagandist. I keep saying that it's not sinking into people's heads. When I say this, he is trained in this. Mm. He is. And there are entire sites of his shit, of this bubble of craziness, this alternate reality. Any journalist can find it. They should know where they, you can go to the, the kids in the cages. It. This is the thing. This is the thing. I've, I've actually blacked it out. He just kept going back to who built the cages. That's right. Nobody fucking cares. Who cares what, who, who designed the room? You're the one that separated the, the, the parents and the kids of refugee people coming into the country. You did it deliberately. Your attorney general did it. Your deputy attorney general did it. And you're, you're parsing words and trying to blame it on Biden. That's the sort of thing that needs to be like, no. You, you Biden did, did this. say that that wasn't true. He did say that. Yes, fine. That's it. Whatever. But I'm saying an objective person watching it doesn't know. There's the old saw about what the job of the journalist is. If Biden says it's raining and Trump says, no, it's not raining, the journalist is not supposed to say, Trump said it's raining and Biden said it's not. The journalist is supposed to look out the window and tell me if it's fucking wet. That's their job, including if they're moderating the debate. Otherwise, why have a journalist moderate the debate? Why not have Tom Hanks moderate the debate? Or... Ken Bone moderate that. What, what, what is why it? Not Frank lets us fucking focus group moderate the debate. You know. I mean, I don't, I, that's a good question. I don't think you know journalists are not. You know, they report on stories. They don't necessarily moderate things. I mean, that's not what they. They that's moderate not their job. historically. They moderate the debates, and those are those are plum jobs. Those are prestigious jobs. Oh yeah. They, those jobs should be given. There's three. There were there, plus the VP. There's four. This year there were only three. Mm, but two. The, those are prestigious jobs. They, we can't find three people in the entire fucking industry that can do this. Please, you could do it, Zev. I, I don't think so. I think it's really complicated. I think you've got to. I think you, you know, could I, do it. I, I think, think you, you would do a good job. There's a I lot of information. Do this for that, a living. I could do a good, a better I think job. That than New Zealand, that New Zealand broadcast woman, whoever she is, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but she was amazing. There are, there are. If you're gonna, the point being, the reason why is a journalist there as a moderator? That there's a moderator because the the premise is what we've always believed is that these are the folks that we're not all saturated in the news every day, right? Mm-hmm. But these are the folks who are actually, it is their job. It is their business. I'm so sorry about my face. I don't know why it just keeps doing it. Really I keep still. switching cameras hoping. I know. Um, so it, it, they, if it's, these are the folks who will know, they'll be able to know in the moment how to field where a candidate is going, where they might be lying, where they might be misleading, or maybe um, also knowing what questions to ask to actually lead to the real information that is going to make a difference in people's lives so they can make an informed choice. And uh, who built the cage? You bu- who built the cage? Who built the cage? Is not it. Fuck you. It's not Have it. we not just accepted the fact that he lies so much and sort of is there not a percentage of the American population which now just accepts that he's a liar. He will lie. They anticipate lies. They know he's going to lie. They're okay with the lying. I don't think they're okay with the chaos. I will say this. The the thing that was so dangerous about this last debate to me, and I said this last night, is that he, he gave them, he gave the Republican Party this sort of, he has his own version of stable ground, right? Mm. It's all based on lies, it's all that stuff, but it's like, okay, I'm gonna prove to you that I'm not an out of control monkey throwing feces. Mm. And so I'm just gonna stand and I can see, I can prove that I actually have some ability to control myself on Mm. some level. And that's all they need to go, oh, see, It's, it's okay. It's okay. He's not. He's not shaking the ground underneath me anymore. Yeah. Um, and so, 
he's 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 he stopped shaking my ground, right? Mm. He's still te- he's still this horrible monstrosity, but I feel like I can be lulled back into sleep. You know, I did this. I did my fireside chat this morning because I woke up thinking about. I, I woke up. Thank you. I woke up thinking about those kids and. You know, and I kind of ended it with, I just can't get that guy out of my memory. Do you remember the guy in the diner or the restaurant that was like said, you know, we, we hate the tweets, we hate this. But it said to the journalist, just stop talking to us about the kids, the children. Stop bringing the children up to us. Because it was uncomfortable for him. Mm. Yeah. It was it, That was a truth that was shaking the ground underneath him. You can't listen to those children crying. You can't contemplate what it means to have a child, to rip a child away from their parents, what that does to that child, that innocent child, and call yourself a Christian and call yourself an American. Um, so it was this, it was creating so much cognitive dissonance for that man. Mm. And there's so many like him, you know, so many Trump supporters like that, that they're yeah. not, they're not in the crazy MAGA cult. They just don't, don't talk to me about the children. I don't want to just stop talking to me about that. Right. Because they know how wrong it is. They know it's evil. And and just acknowledging evil. it yeah. shakes the ground underneath them, too. It shakes their ground. They don't want their ground shaken. They want to mm. be comfortable. They don't want Donald making them uncomfortable. They don't want facts making them uncomfortable. They don't want the truth making them uncomfortable. They don't want the pain and suffering that's going on making them uncomfortable. And, you know, I don't give a fuck. I'm here to make you fucking uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Why do you yeah. get to call? Why does that guy in that fucking diner, just because he's some in his 60s white Christian man, he gets to say what we can and cannot talk about? You know, just don't stop talking to me about that, he says. He gets, mm-hmm. why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why do you get to make that call, motherfucker? And that fallacy that they live under, you know, they think that Donald Trump is somehow representing them. And he has no real interest in white, rural or urban Americans. His interest is purely in the money and the people who are funding him. And the people who are funding him are basically the Koch brothers, which I found out this week. Also, their family uh, funded Stalin and Hitler and now Trump. That's a trifecta. I mean, that's an insane trifecta. You've got, um, you know, the, the DeVos family, which is a basically a religious far-right extremist family pushing extremist yeah. ideologies uh, that make no sense to anybody in the modern world unless you want to seize back the country. You've got the Russians who are paying him money or the Chinese who are paying him money, however, however you want it. You know, that's the money. That, so they don't care what happens here. They prefer chaos. They prefer that there's ultimate chaos. And somehow he's got the, the white people of America believing that he represents them. And he has, he has no interest in them. None. None. There's nothing he's done at all to show you in the last four years that he has an interest in their well-being, in their health, in their children's health, in their education, in their jobs. There's no proof at all that he's done anything for this group of people. And yet somehow they're still voting for him. And how do you break that? I, do, I have no idea because it's, it's astonishing. Just because he goes and visits you, you play, the, and, you play those tapes yeah. of those children crying. Yeah, you parents. play those tapes, yeah. and you go in their you face, and you try and remind them all the time that there is okay. a lot going on around them that they do actually disapprove of, and that they can't hide from. And if you're a journalist moderating a debate, you maybe, you know, maybe say what's actually things. happening, and 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 yeah. and confirm. Yes, this is true. Yes, this is not true. Yes, it was the Donald Trump administration with Sessions and Rosenstein, who created this policy written by mm. Stephen Miller, that mm. by ripping parents apart from children, we will deter people from trying to come to the country. Hey, it worked. Great job, guys. Now nobody wants to fucking come here. And nobody can anyway, because of the goddamn COVID. But at what cost? What, our soul. I mean, this is on Trump, period. He put people in charge and signed off on this. The top people in his administration signed off on this and that's it. And he can parse the words all he wants, but that journalist had, had the ability last night to actually make a difference and, and didn't. 
So she can take that to her fucking grave. People have said in Sorry. other in other you know administrations like this. When you think about Hitler, people said they didn't know, uh, and there'll be people who come out of this Trump era and they'll say they didn't know as well. Yeah. Even though we can keep yelling it and shouting it from the mountaintops, which we need to keep doing, but you really can't. That's not an excuse that's that's legitimate well, right now the, because I think yeah, it's the other out thing there. That, the other thing that didn't happen in the in the Hitler area that era that these folks are are you know they're going to wear it is they're all on camera. Mm-hmm. Look, we're going on camera. Mm-hmm. We're taking mm-hmm. this risk, right? Mm-hmm. We're putting our faces and our voices out there. Um, but so, so did they. And mm-hmm. you can't, you're not going to be able to hide. It's not going away. Your tweets aren't going away. Your fucking Instagrams aren't going away. Your stupid little AOK troll stuff with Julian Assange, not going away. <laughs> And demographics are not going away. I mean, at the end of the day, their numbers keep shrinking. Um, and that's not going to change. So you know, it's history, like the modern era version of, of the end of Inglorious Bastards, right? Where they catch him and they just carve the swastika right. into his forehead. Right. That's, that's what this stuff is like. It's going to follow them around forever. Mark of the beast. And, you know, and that's it. And, it. and it follows everybody around forever. Not just, it's not just the evildoers. It's really the ones who enable it. And, and the journalists have enabled everybody on these networks who have uh, who have done the, re- reported on this for the most part have failed and, and it's just the way that it is and it's the, it's, the, it's the media so has failed this mainstream media has without a doubt failed to tell the story and they still fail every day and i know they try they and i news. see how they, they break the stories they tell yeah. us what's happening and then they fail to make the connections and they let him off they just they can't wrap their mind around the fact that he isn't just you know a regular republican person and he's not. They just they can't fathom it for whatever reason. I don't know why. Well, I think there are also people why. in those organizations that sort of force down that kind of thinking. You know, there's uh, and whether they're owned by foreign entities, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they were. You know, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me. Anyway, we should go. Um, <sighs> wow, it's been a nice Friday night with you guys. I've missed the whole team. So it's nice to see everyone together. <laughs> oh, um, I'm so happy to be back with everybody, even though we lost Eric early. It's nice. Uh, yeah. Just so everybody knows, it's just like we're still here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really this actually felt very comfortable. It's just like schedules and stuff is really going on. So, yeah. uh, um, I, I want to be with everyone again. I've when you're you back, guys. you're back. Um, so let me uh, say good night. Next week, uh, we've got I've got a really big story I'm trying to develop, and hopefully next week about the Patriot uh, Prayer and the Proud Boys and about where they're getting their money. So. Uh, Hopefully we can get to it next week. Um, Have a good night, everybody. Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks.